Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckra. She is yet another fighter from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Uh, she's got a number of New Zealand titles to her name. Uh, we won't run through them because we'll honestly, I think we'll run out of time if I do that. <laughs> she's been fighting a bit over here in Australia recently, the uh, FFE alumni Vic Sullivan and also recently Leonie Max. She's a coach and a fighter from Lucky Nine Gym. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin Tornado Tucker. How are you going this morning? I am absolutely fantastic, and I'm so excited to be on with you guys. Oh, wicked. Hey, is it now, Caitlin, Katie, Katie, what do you prefer? Uh, most people call me Caitlin. Uh, my coach calls me Tucker, um, but I do get Katie sometimes, but I really don't. Yeah. You seem flexible. Great. <laughs> who, who coined yep. the tornado? Uh, that was my coach, but um, it does make sense because I sort of rip through life like a tornado. So yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Always have? Yeah. Uh, if you ask my family growing up, I was the psycho child. Please explain. How many kids in your family? <laughs> Please explain. Um, so I'm one of seven. Seven? And, yep. And I think I'm the only one who um, have really caused mum and dad a lot of grief. Um, I was I was delightful, but I was definitely a handful, and no one really wanted to babysit me because I was just out the gate, like literally <laughs> out the gate. <laughs> it's hard to say whether you're a middle child or a what in a, when there's seven of you. Where do you sit? Yes, smack bang in the middle. You're right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a, probably like the middle child thing, but multiplied then if it's that many yeah, of you. that's wild. Yeah, so there was three girls before me, one girl after me, and then twin boys at the end. <clears throat> Busy parents. Yep. Yeah, and yes, my family is religious, if you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just thinking, I was just thinking about the babysitting thing. It probably wasn't you. I wouldn't take it personally. It's just that there's so many kids at that point. Like, yeah, do you have to like hire job. two babysitters at a time? <laughs> uh, well, I guess the older sisters by then were sort of able to look after us yeah. younger ones. But... um. Yeah, we had a nanny for the twin, which yeah. helped. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So what cool. What were you into as a kid? Because sometimes you've got we've had, we've had a few guests on this podcast actually that have been like diagnosed ADHD, for example, when they were younger, and then they find the sport and it kind of points that energy and stuff to the sport. Like, did you find Muay Thai early on, or what was your outlet when you were a kid for all that energy? Um, yeah, I didn't find Muay Thai till I was in my early twenties, but. When I was younger, I always did sports. So, like, we were always playing something. Usually it was backyard hockey or hockey at the park with Dad. He would rally, you know, the neighbourhood and would be playing games down the park. Uh, but my favourite sport growing up was gymnastics. Huh. I loved it. Um, but then I got to high school and I was like, nah, that's ruining my social life in the weekends. So, um, hockey in New Zealand? Other stuff. Hockey is um, Bridget played, played hockey as well. Hockey is like the number two sport, don't you reckon, Caitlin? For like Behind it's rugby. like net, more netball oh, net, for yeah, girls. Yeah. Do you reckon, Caitlin? Yeah, netball, soccer, rugby, hockey. Yeah, those yeah, are pretty much okay. your four options as a Kiwi. I reckon. Yeah, I just call them basic bitch sports. Yeah, pretty much. They're good, but they're basic. 
<laughs> but there's a definite ranking too, don't you think? Like if like you were in at high school, you're in the rugby team, and if you're in as a girl, you're in the netball team. Yeah, I reckon that's, that's my the, that's my theory. That's, that's the same here as well, but with AFL, not rugby. Yes, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, and I did play netball for a short time, but I just ran around like a headless chicken. Um, it was good because I was fit and I just liked to run, yeah. but I didn't really enjoy it because it wasn't very competitive. Well, yeah. not competitive enough for me. Don't you reckon it's the aggression too? Well, that's what it was. That was the attraction for me anyway with hockey. It's just like way more, I don't know. It's real aggro. Yeah, you could just more dangerous. the ball so hard. Yep. Yeah. Way more dangerous. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm attracted to. Danger. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So, and then, so you pushed pause or turned down the gymnastics because it was impacting your social life. And then you opted to take a sport that's like twice a day training I know that's so crazy I eh? like um I remember in high school my best friend Grace she was into martial arts and she'd always tell me how intense it was how much training and you know the coaches seemed like drill sergeants and I was like oh, I hate that hate people telling me what to do and then yeah I ended up in this sport and I've trained harder than I ever have in my life like I train up to 12 times a week and it's just, it's a lifestyle. Um, and I guess as a younger person, I didn't have that level of commitment and focus and I just like doing my own thing. But um, yeah, once I left high school, I sort of needed something to give me direction. And, you know, this was just the passion that I fell into and I'm really glad I did. How did you find it though? Where Were you... Just looking online for something to do. Did you have friends that were already doing Muay Thai or? Um, so me and my good friend Katie, we were just going to the gym, lifting weights, doing just our own thing. And it sort of just got a bit boring and we started kicking the bags and we really enjoyed it. But I was like, I want to learn how to kick. Like I, I want to do this properly. And then I sort of just looked up a kickboxing gym in town and I just found one. and. Um, yeah, me, my sister and Katie went and checked it out um, and it was in this dingy old concrete building and when we went there it was mostly like big burly guys and I don't know what the attraction was but we hung around. I don't know why but... Big burly guys, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the, and all three of you sort of stuck it out for a good period? Uh, yeah, we did for quite a while, but then my sister went to uni in Christchurch, mm -hmm. um, and my friend Katie, she stuck around for, I think, a couple years. She did it with me, yep. um, and then she went off and did her own thing, but I just stuck at it because I was like, this is my thing. I love this. <laughs> That's awesome. W which town were you in at this point? Uh, Timaru. So I've lived here my whole life. Um, we were having a laugh before Joe and I, and saying, you know, small towns get a bit of shit, but um, I love my small town and yeah. I'll back it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Was the gym in Timaru as well or did you have to travel? Yeah, no, it was only four minutes down the road oh, from nice. my house at the time. Um, we've got a new gym now, which is bigger and and better, so that's that's pretty cool. More same space. owners? Are you, are you still training under the the original coach? or have you, is it Yeah, a, same, yeah? same coach, which is cool because we've sort of, known each other for so long mm. like I, 
I trust him and he's taught me pretty much everything I know, apart from obviously the people around me and the team. Uh, but yeah, we've sort of been training together from day dot. Cool. How, what sort of a time period are we looking at from when you first walked into the gym to your first? Do you do interclubs or amateurs in New Zealand? Uh, yeah, so I've been training, I think it's about nine years now, like I mm-hmm. pretty much lost track, but I'm pretty sure it's about nine. Um, but yeah, I, I started with, um, just, um, like low level event things that weren't really scored. You'd just get a draw. Um, mm. and I really enjoyed it and that's what got me hooked, but we do interclub sparring, uh, which is cool cause it's a small town. So there's a other few clubs scattered around, but. Yeah, I like to be able to um, get thrown in with different styles because they're like MMA gyms, so they sort of bring something out, which is cool. Bring a bit of wildness to it, I guess. Yeah, like change of angles and different Mm. levels and, you know, but they always hate the teeth. We throw so many (laughs) teeth and they hate that. Yeah, very good. We, I'm just thinking back to when the three of you walked into that gym and it was like, yeah, you're obviously different to the demographic that was there. Was it a power and numbers kind of situation? Like, or do you think if you were on your own, you would have stuck at it given the, the difference in who was there and, and yourself? Um, I think I would have been pretty intimidated if it was just me. I don't know if I would have turned around and walked out or not, but I had my girls backing me. So I was like, nah, we'll be sweet. Um, but they were all pretty friendly. Like, even though they were, like, big, strong-looking guys, like, none of them looked like they were going to try and step us out. Like, yeah. they were like, oh, yay, females. So <laughs> I guess that was good. There was a few other girls as well, but um, it was majority guys. Yeah. yeah. How, how did this could – I don't know, this might be a bit not off topic, but how did you go with the other girls there? Because I've had a few people that have come gone from my gym to other gyms and all that kind of stuff, and they've actually found it harder to gel with the girls that are already at the other gyms and with the guys because they get a little bit clicky and stuff like that. Was there any kind of feelings there, or were they pretty welcoming as well? Uh, I think all the girls were just happy to see more girls coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like the like common thought, club. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like I've never been someone who – is like clicky or mm. like just clings to the girls. I'm like, I love everybody. So the yeah. more the merrier, I don't care, guy, girl, your age, like, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of the team and, you know, That's cool. awesome. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I know the question you're asking though, Joe, because it's like sometimes you do have that sort of innate competition with people that you sort of measure as similar to yourself. So it's like if there are yeah. fewer girls, you're kind of like and by nature. Especially when there is only a few girls sort of, as well. Yeah. They get super close. And then when a new one comes in, it, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I dynamic. see it. I see it happen here as well. And I make sure that I introduce people so that it doesn't kind of yeah. fester. But, yeah, it's kind of curious. Yeah, no, I know like, what you're saying, but mm. I don't feel like in the clubs I've been around yeah. that there's been that sort of clickiness, which is good. But I feel like I don't give off that vibe so I don't get it back like girls don't yeah, think that's to get a good point too, with right? me because I'm just I'm so friendly and like it's not like I want people to like me but I give off that vibe like you know if you're friendly I'm friendly sort yeah. of thing so yeah yeah very good I can see that what's your coach like uh he's pretty hard case actually I feel like he's one of those people that if you get him you like him if you don't get him you won't like him <laughs> 
he's um yeah he's always pushed me really hard which I didn't appreciate at the start of my fight career um I was always like oh he's so mean to me and he didn't put up with excuses but now I'm like man he's He's made me a tough bit, so yeah. I love that. Um, but he's always tried to push us hard. He's always tried to create opportunities for us. Um, he's definitely backed me this this whole time. I've always felt um, supported and, you know, he's held pads for me thousands of times. He's come to pretty much all of my fight events, you know, um, so I can't really say a bad word about him at this point. He's he's really hit my back. Did he push you to fight or did you ask him if you could fight? He definitely told me I should fight and I laughed and I was like, nah, don't know about that. <laughs> and he he put me up and some others up for like a novice fight event and we all trained hard for it and turned up and smashed it. I was like, actually, I kind of like this, so, yeah. He could see no, the crazy no turning back. Yeah, he definitely could. Like, even day one I turned up in the gym and I'd watched too many fight movies and I was, like, bouncing around, you know, like the boxes. <laughs> and he was just like, stop jumping. Like, too much. Just calm down. Yeah, so he knew I had that sort of fiery side. I had a lot of energy and, yeah. I think it, that's hard to train into people, that level of enthusiasm, mm. like that go. Um, so I've always had that. Well, growing up in a large family, it's survival of the fittest, yeah? Yeah, literally. Like <laughs> you get to the table first so you can get the biggest <laughs> plate of food. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love that. On grocery day when there was actual biscuits in the pantry, and it's just like, yeah, you're the first kids <laughs> on elbows to get those <laughs> <Yeah>. tin tans. <laughs> well, we just had to t- learn yeah. to share, like, you get one biscuit. Don't yeah. be greedy. Everything was even Stevens in our family. Everything was counted out and organised <laughs> yeah. so that us, because there was four of us, four kids. So there was, yeah, a bit to go it's around. It's easier to share amongst four, but Had yeah, Stephen, that, that's hard work. It would have been, for sure. Yeah, man. All right, so take us through your fight career. So how did you go through those ranks? So from the sparring to interclubs to then your pro career. Maybe just walk us through that, please, Caitlin. Oh man, how long do we have? You have four another half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, like I said, I just started um, at that gym, which was called Kickboard Timaru at start, Um, and we just did a few interclub sparrings. We did a few novice uh, events, which I really enjoyed, and I feel like I dominated. So that always gives you confidence to keep going. Mm. Uh, And then I think it was. My third fight was padded and um, I absolutely dominated that as well. I just remember throwing so many left kicks um, and she did not enjoy it, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. And, um, you always do when you're winning, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was on a bit of a win streak and that sort of um, just gave me a lot of momentum and I was just like, I really loved this fighting thing. Like, it gave me so much adrenaline. And, yeah, just, I guess, starting your fight career with wins always gets you on a good trajectory. So um, I just basically went through the list of everyone who was in my weight category in New Zealand, just picking out fights, Dunedin, Christchurch, Hamilton, all over the place. And uh, 
Um, I didn't go pro until sort of more or less a couple of years ago. Um, but I sort of started running out of opponents and that's when we started looking at, you know, going over to Australia was our next, our next thing. And I never anticipated at the start of my fight career that, you know, I would win any titles or I'd fight overseas. Like, I just didn't sort of dream that big. I was like, oh, I'm just a girl from Timaru. Like, <laughs> what can I achieve? Um, I was just stoked to be winning my fight. But, yeah, I just kept at it, kept training harder, kept adding more to my, um, you know, to my weapons. And, yeah, here I am. I don't know how to make that any shorter. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did, no, you did good. Fine. The decision to go pro, was there like a – was there a specific period that it was like, oh, okay, now now it's time to step up or like, yeah, maybe talk through that decision to go pro and is it that big a difference? Um, I think it was, well, I think Scott just got to the point where he's like, you're working so hard, like you deserve to be paid and, mm. you know, get recognised for the work that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I was starting to fight girls who were at that same level and he sort of wanted to set the precedent for um, pro fighters in New Zealand or like people coming into that sort of pro level that, you know, we should be paid for, you know, the amount of training that we're doing and the level, um, I guess, that we're at and the performance that we're putting on. So um, he was like, you know, from now on, we should be getting paid if you're, you know, um, you're the main event at shows, mm. which I was often. Um, and I was bringing you know, money and selling tickets. So, yeah, I think that was more his decision than mine. I wasn't like, oh, you know, I think I'm so good now. I should be pro. It was like, well, you know, you fought everyone in New Zealand and you're at the top, so you should be pro. How many pro fights have you had now since that moment? Um, I think it's three. three yeah, five. okay. Where, where did the – so you flew over here and fought Vic Sullivan – Am I right in saying that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah, the yeah. Perth. yeah. When? Where? How did that come about? Um. So I was supposed to fight Leonie Max like oh, last okay. year, but um, COVID and a few other instances mm-hmm. happened, and so it kept getting postponed. But then, of course, I was on the Australian radar then, so mm. promoters sort of knew my name. Um, and then Victoria popped up as an opportunity and got, you know, put it to me. And I was like, man, she's a big name. Like, I'm yeah, just she's a, a big lot fish of, like, I guess in a small professional pond. experience, right? <clears throat> yeah. And mm. I knew that um, that was a really big jump into the deep end because uh, she's the big fish in the big pond and I'm a small fish in a big pond. And I was like, I just have to put on my big girl pants, step it up, and see what happens. I'm like, you know, the worst that could happen is I get knocked out. Uh, The best that could happen is I could win. Mm. And, you know, she's number two ranked in Australia. So um, coming out with a draw, I was pretty damn happy with that. (laughs) Especially on her home turf as well. Yeah, yeah. she would have been pretty upset with the loss, I would say, on home turf. I would be too. Like, you know, you just feel like you've let your whole town down um, and your team. But um, I think getting a draw was quite diplomatic of me. Not that I 
chose to get a draw. But, you know, everyone won at the end of the day. Is that even Stephen's large family <laughs> attitude? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, I'm so competitive and obviously I love to win, but, mm. you know, nobody lost. Everyone enjoyed the performance. Like, it was a, it was an awesome fight. It was back and forth, so... You know, everyone enjoyed it. No one got injured. We all had fun. So, you know, can't be mad about that. No, no way. When you're in, a, in that, thinking about that fight, did you think that you were ahead or behind or did you did you have any sort of idea of, like, because when it's that close, it must be hard to get a read on what the mm. result is going to be. Yeah. Um, at the start, I thought I was winning. Um, and then she started making better reads, making some adjustments, and she started countering really well. And I know that in Muay Thai, like if you can counter well, counter aggressively, then, um, you know, that scores highly as well. So <clears throat> um, by the end of it, I knew it was close. But I had, I did think I'd done enough to win. But I was not mad at the result at all because, it's my fault that I left it up to the judges. They always say, don't leave it up to the judges. So, you know, I should have done more. Yeah, well. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, that's right. Okay, exactly. so then what, what was it like um, fighting in Oz compared to fighting in New Zealand? I mean, you're from Timaru anyway, so there's not exactly like you're fighting heaps in your ho- like proper home crowd or home turf. You're always somewhere else, even in NZ. But what was it like being in Australia? Um, it was cool because I felt like VIP over there. Like, Did you? Oh, it's a foreigner and everyone was so nice to me. Like, oh, cool. I kind of expected people to be like, oh, it's a Kiwi, you know, and have that little bit of underlying rivalry. But, yeah, everyone was uh, happy to see me, it felt like. And I think it's because the girls that were there, the the pool is sort of a bit stagnant. So they're like, oh, yay, new person, new fresh blood. meat. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine that. So they looked after you well. They put it, this is Muay Thai Grand Prix. Um, Yeah, and also um, Infliction as well, both promoters. um, They were so welcoming and hospitable and everything they did uh, for us was, was, you know, top-tier hospitality. So I couldn't complain about that. I guess that's why Kiwis come here and never leave, eh? That's exactly right. Just, we're just us Australians. Nice. Just so nice. No way. And, so and nice. the heat. You don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, I I definitely can't complain about people, the weather, the shows. It's all been amazing. That's awesome. What's your preferred fight weight, Caitlin? Just so we can, <clears throat> if there are future fights on here, um, for all of the promoters that regularly listen to this show. Uh, so I've formed quite a few weight divisions, yeah. but I feel like we've figured out 61.25 and 63.5 is sort of where I'm most comfortable and I'm pretty flexible with, you know, those two. I, I've been doing this long enough now. I can get my body to where it needs to be weight-wise. So those are my preferred two. When I first started, um, I fought, I think, as low as 57 sit it in up to 60 but I didn't have any muscle then so mm, I was yeah. just a weak little girl with no ma- muscle mass so I was well, a lot you're sitting there in a tank top now you look pretty jacked do you do, <laughs> do, you, do you have a pretty rigid strength and conditioning program yeah so 
uh, April last year, I started a strength and conditioning program with Steve Pipe, um, and I blame this new look on him. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy about it? It's intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, like, being strong... You gotta have it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Honestly, no. like I love representing the sport and being a strong female. Mm. And if people look at me and go, "Oh, she's a bit butch or she's a bit big," I'm like, "Don't be hating." Like yeah. I worked hard for <laughs> these gums, so yeah. Give me a tornado I mean, back fist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's more my tree trunk size that people are worried about. Yeah, big kicks and kick like that. Mm. Yeah, I oh, I love kick. <laughs> Favorite kick, left or right? Switch kick. Um, I think it's my right kick, but the start of my career it was just switch, switch, switch. I don't know. Um, but I guess everything's sort of evened out now. I like to distribute um, my weapons evenly and throw a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, very good, very smart. I'm consulting my weight chart, which I've been slowly collating over these last few weeks. Uh, Naira Boyle. Allegra Vickers, mm. just throwing some names out for your coach, Caitlin, to have a, have a little Yeah, I about. do know um, Naira Boyle. Um, I think she lived in New Zealand for a while. I think that's right. Well, she was originally yeah. from New Zealand, but I, I actually right. met her again on Muay Thai Grand Prix. She was out the oh, back warming oh. up with me. Yeah. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had to borrow her T-shirt because we had the <laughs> – Sponsor T-shirt, and I couldn't oh. find mine, and I was panicking. I was about to go out, and I was like, um, do you mind if I borrow your T-shirt? So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, Britt the Spear, that'd be a good one too. Oh, yeah, very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's heaps over here for you then. Well, yeah, that's the exciting more. thing. It's like this is uh, Australia's opened up a whole new pool of mm. fighters, um, and I just can't wait. Like, we'll just tick them off the list one by one, like, I'm not the sort of person who has a big ego and is going to, like, name call people. Oh, I want to fight you, you know. I'm just like, whatever opportunities come up, I'm just going to be like, yep, let's do it. Yeah, yeah so good. That's cool. What opportunities have you got on the horizon? Uh, Any that so you can talk about? Fight, yeah, I can't talk about the next one, but it is in September in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Just, you know, watch my social media and I'll post about it when it's announced. Yeah, awesome. Uh and then have a little bit of a break, and then I'll be fighting again mid-December, and that'll be in Australia again. So Ooh. I'll be back. <laughs> what show? Not allowed to tell um, us. No, I don't think that. Been it's not set in stone yet, yeah, so you probably don't want yeah. to get names out there. Yeah, yeah, Fair exactly. So I'll just keep you in suspense. That's it'll, great. It'll be Can good. Tell us which Whoever state? it is. You coming to Melbourne? Uh, no, not yet. Oh. Uh, there was talks of uh, Sydney as well, not for that one, but Sydney would be cool because my sister lives there, so she'll oh. rally the posse and support team. So I'll come to yeah. Sydney one day. If you ever come to Melbourne, make sure you come down here and kick Bridget's ass. Yes, for me. please That'd do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring or just a pad session? Just no, I mean on the street. Just she's <laughs> just like, I'll be out. here. You just <laughs> kick the street fight. <laughs> No, I'm I'm not a street fighter. I'm my lover. So the only time <laughs> I'll kick your ass is if you get in the ring with me. Oh, we'll do that. I got a ring we can throw you there. That'll be great. <laughs> um, hey, you won Fighter of the Year last year. Congratulations, or this year? Uh, 
Last year. Last year. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what was the award oh, and, and how do they, um, yeah, t- maybe tell us a bit about that. So um, my coach and Steve Pipe and Mark Hampton, uh, they're, you know, hugely involved in the Muay Thai scene in New Zealand and they run their own podcast and uh, they decided that, you know, they should recognise the top fighters in New Zealand and it's cool to sort of be able to uh, get people promoting themselves and, you know, get people thinking, oh, who are the top fighters, you know. Um, and, and, of course, he was, you should put your name out there, you know, put your name in the in the drawer. And I was like, oh, okay, I suppose, you know. <clears throat> I feel like I hadn't had as many fights last year that was sort of worthy. But um, I do a lot behind the scenes, you know, with coaching and um, I'm always working hard regardless if I have a fight or not. So I was like, yeah. I'll put my name in there and, um, yeah, people voted for me and supported me and, um, yeah, so I was really humbled by that because uh, sometimes you think, you know, you're not good enough or you haven't done enough because you're always comparing yourself to other fighters and, like, oh, they're working harder, they've had better fights, you know. So, yeah, it was really cool to be recognised even if I didn't think I was, like, you know, cherry on the cake that year, but it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. How how do you deal with that that sort of it's almost like that imposter syndrome thing that you've just described? Like does that impact your fight prep at all or yeah, have you come across that at all in your career? Um, I actually did have that at the start of this year. It was really weird. It it hit me all of a sudden, um, just out of nowhere. Like I've I'm usually pretty confident when it comes to fights because like if I've trained hard, um I've put in the work. I'm confident. I'm like, I know I can win this, you know. Um, but then I started getting offered pro fights and opportunities in Australia. Um, and then I had an injury. I popped my AC joint at the start of the year. And it just really knocked my confidence because I got offered these opportunities and got like, you know, you'll recover and then you'll be ready. And then I just had a huge amount of doubt just wash over me. And I was huh. like, what is this lack of confidence? And I just, scared myself because I was just like man if if you can't back yourself no one can like I was like what's happening so um I got some advice from family and friends and I spoke to a mental health coach um, Gareth and he was awesome he sort of gave me the tools that I needed to you know reset my thinking and get out of that negative thought pattern because I was comparing myself to the girls you know watching them on Instagram oh my gosh look how look how good they're doing yeah. you know look at their strength and conditioning mm. and I was just like nah screw that I was like stop looking at what they're doing stay in your lane and um I just started to change you know the language that I was using um towards myself and you know every time I had those negative thoughts I'd just have to turn it around and yeah I I got out of that little dark hole that I was in for a yeah. short time but yeah. it, it taught me a valuable les- lesson about um, mental health and you know prioritizing that not just you know your physical training but if you're not in a good space mentally then you're not going to do well physically like it took a toll on me in the gym and you know just having that like confidence it just I was like oh I feel weak I don't feel good at training. You know, that was a shitty training. 
Do you still see and talk to that mental health coach in preparation Um, for fights or has he just given you tools that you can use to stay on track? Yeah, like obviously he's really good at what he did because it was like we had the one session and I was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm all good to go now. No, it wasn't wasn't that easy. (laughs) Um, I just basically went away and, you know, used those tools and uh, whenever I have those sorts, I was like, you know, going back to that, but um, he'd check in on me every now and then. And when I had fights coming up, he'd message me and just be like, you know, you are world class, you've got this, you know, just give me a wee pep talk. And yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Everybody needs a bit of hype around them, yeah? It always makes you feel good. Totally. And I mean, usually I'm the hype girl, I'm that annoying person at the gym who's like, yeah, let's go get it. And everyone's just like rolling their eyes. But I'm like, <laughs> you need that person in the gym. You need someone with that energy because when you're having, you know, a low training day, you need that person to be bouncing around to sort of keep you up. Absolutely. That Ultimate is that is how you've been described to us actually as the hype, exactly that, the hype girl. <laughs> the hype girl in the gym. Yeah, and so many people are like, oh, I don't know how you have that much energy. I'm like, well, the more you put out, the more you get. So. Yeah. You know, and just um, just putting that energy to you know, you've got your training. You're also massive on volunteering, and and it sounds like your family's a big part of your life as well. Can you just maybe talk to those two aspects? So first, the volunteering. What what is it that you do? And yeah, you've, have you picked something that means something to you? Um, so I think you're referring to the Big Buddy program that yeah. I've been a part of for a few years now. So um, basically, that's uh, it's kind of like a mentoring program, but it just about um, matching an adult with a kid that needs a little bit of extra TLC um, and just you take an hour or so out of your week to spend time with um, kids from maybe vulnerable families or families who have kids maybe with special needs but their siblings always miss out because they don't get, you know, that extra time. So um, when I was younger, I was actually one of the kids that was in the Big Buddy program and I had a wonderful lady Jenny who spent time with me and um, I guess helped me to sort of um, channel a lot of my energy and anger or whatever was going on for me that week into some quality time with someone who would just listen and just you know hang out Um, and that was that was really cool and I sort of when I got older I was like oh that program's still around and I just wanted to give back and I've had a few little buddies in my time and um, it's been really cool to sort of see them grow and develop as a person and confident, mm. you know, just knowing that they've got someone to back them, you know, not their family because sometimes it's hard having those conversations with mum or dad or sisters. So, yeah, it's sort of been a pretty um, good experience for me to be able to give that. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. What is the sort of stuff you do with them? Is this just, um, are you taking them to sports things or like are you literally just hanging out? What what sort of stuff are you doing? Um, anything really. Uh, if it's cold, you might do some baking, play some games. Huh. Um, the summer, we might go around and kick a soccer ball or um, just go for a walk at the beach, play mini golf, like just whatever. And it doesn't have to be like you're spending lots of money and you know, taking them to the movies or anything like that. It's just quality time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what about your Very family? Good. They're a big supporters of your fight career. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, my mum's always been apprehensive, and at the start she was really worried about me, but now she knows, you know, I'm happy and I know what I'm doing, so she's sort of relaxed a bit, but she's my biggest supporter. Um, and everyone else in the family, they, they love to watch me fight and, you know, see how far I've come. Um, and they sort of all laugh because they know that I was probably destined for this, even if I didn't know it, you know, when, when I got into fighting. They were like, oh, that really makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, but um, my sister, Tori, she was at both of my last events in Australia because oh, she cool. was in Sydney. Yeah. So that was awesome. But, um, yeah, you'll often see my family huddled around a TV watching me because obviously they can't come to all the events. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice to have that support. And um, I know it's a selfish sport and I don't often get to see um, them a lot because I'm always training. But whenever I have downtime, I'm, you know, at my sister's house visiting her and my niece and nephews or, you know, calling them up when I get a chance after training. Yeah, so I'm really close with my family, um, but I don't have as much time for them as I would like. <laughs> Are you the only one in the family that does combat sports? Uh, absolutely, yeah. They, absolutely. <laughs> they, they think it's cool, but they're like, nah, that sport's for psychos. <laughs> <laughs> So they're not they're not like casual observers either. They're not sort of interested in the sport from a um yeah, just I don't know, aside from you being in it of course. Uh so Tori, she was one of the ones who started with me like nine or so years ago. Oh, yeah. She came along and she did it for a while and whenever she comes back to New Zealand to visit, sometimes she'll come and do a class. Oh cool. Um, and my brothers are both fried it. Um my Younger brother, Josiah, he comes along sometimes, but he just loves the um, fitness aspect of it and the high intensity because he's uh, recently lost 56 kilos. Whoa! So, um, yeah, it was really cool to sort of get him along because at one point I never thought I would get him to do much at all and, and now he's faster than me. He's um Whoa. He's off doing marathons and, yeah, he's, he's really into it. But um, it was cool to be able to inspire him because, you know, when he was at uni and he was really overweight, I was worried about his physical and his mental well-being. And I'd always be like, oh, you know, it'll make you feel better. And, you know, I tried to push him into it and he wasn't having a bar of it. And then um, one day he just made the decision. He wanted to lose weight and get healthy. And he did. And he was like, you know, you're a big inspiration to me and how hard you work and yeah, so that was really cool to know I was sort of influencing him that way, even if I didn't realise I was having such a big impact I, I was. So that was awesome. That's so There's a lot of weight to yeah, lose, man. isn't it? Like imagine yeah. just starting out, you know, like just doing a couple of body squat, body weighted squats when you're carrying 50, 56 kilos of Yeah, so of he was I think about 120 kilos. Yeah, um, man. Which was crazy because no one in our family – overweight yeah you know uni does that to you it was like instead of the fresher five kilos he got (laughs) 56 kilos Fuck, Uh, and that's so interesting as well to me it's like you talk to him and try you try to influence him by talking to him about it but actually it was your actions that Mm. was the inspiration just seeing you doing it and him sort of 
yeah, I guess thinking about it as part of as part of it. I'm sure there are other things, you know, to it as well. But yeah, just the difference between talking and doing. Yeah, exactly. And I've always been like that, you know. I I want to walk the walk, not talk the talk. Um, like sometimes people joke that I I talk some shit, but I mean that's usually just a bit of banter. But you know, if I'm talking about it, I'm actually doing the work behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What are what are you thinking when you walk out to the ring each time you fight? Honestly, people laugh at me because I'm just I look like I'm so happy to be there because I am. Like I'm just like this is my happy place. Um, I'm always prepared and ready, so I'm not generally feeling nervous. I'm just excited to get in there and you know just have fun. I absolutely love it. So uh, usually in my head, I'm just thinking. Um, you know, what my game plan is, where I'm, what I'm doing starting off and sort of going over that and, you know, just thinking I just want to make my family proud, I want to make my coach proud, like, you know, just those sorts of things. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. What's your walkout song? Uh, anything that is upbeat and fun. I change it all the time. Okay, so you don't um, have a one, you don't have one song? It's just like, yep. No, because... I said I get bored easily and yeah, my last one was uh, pump it up because I feel like that was fun and the crowd got into it and (laughs) I was loving it and that's the main thing. (laughs) Did you feel like a bit of a Bane character walking out in front of the Perth crowd to fight their hometown girl? Um, well... I don't know. I just, I, I felt <laughs> just happy to be there. <laughs> this is, I was like, you know, this is my arena. You know, this is what I do. Mm, um, yeah, cool. So it wasn't really intimidating walking out in front of those people. I was just like, hey, everybody, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> give them a smile and a wave. Yeah. Brings me back to my point of it pretty much just is home for you, Kiwi. Kiwi <laughs> I'm having a feel yeah. bad today. I better stop. <laughs> <laughs> so with this particular opponent, did you decide to um, have a few drinks, go out of the town, get smashed, and then do some running afterwards or anything? Or is that just a one-time Was that a one-time deal? Uh, yeah. So I had a really good fight. This was with Fernanda uh, back in the day. It was yeah. maybe five years ago now. Um, but, yeah, we just were like, let's go out for a drink and, you know, we're out socialising with everyone and I was like, right, I'm ready for hometown. And I was like, I'm not waiting around for a taxi. And I had some energy, so I was like, you know, just run home. And I did actually didn't really weather. know where I was going, but <laughs> I just started running like Forrest Gump and eventually found my way <laughs> <Forrest> home. <Gump. laughs> you had sensible shoes on then, I'm, ho- I'm hoping. Uh, I can't actually remember, but if I had heels, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Are you ever out of energy, Caitlin? Um, most people would say uh, that I'm a very intense, high-energy person, and 90% of the time I'm all go. But because I'm all go all the time, sometimes I do have a big crash, and then I will just come home and sit on the couch like an absolute sloth, and I just can't move. Yeah. And my partner's just looking at me and he's just like, you've really outdone yourself. Like <laughs> he knows when my battery is low yeah. because I don't even want to speak. I'm just, mm. I'm dead. But I'm um, out. Yeah. Yeah. Two speeds, usually, either on or off. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I'll put 
you know, all my energy into everything I do, whether it's socially, at the gym, you know, work. Um, and, yeah, usually it's about once a month I'll have a bit of a burnout and I'll have a day where I'll just cry for no reason or I just I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, and I just hit that wall and then I'll have a cry or have a nap and then the next day I wake up and I'm good to go again. Good to go. Yeah, just a bit of a reset. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, exactly. I love it. All right, just before we wrap up, any have you got any plugs, any sponsors that you'd like to shout out? I've had so many uh, new supporters lately, which has been awesome. Um, but the biggest one I want to shout out to is Fight HQ. Those guys have uh, just taken me on board as an ambassador for New Zealand and I guess awesome. Australasia. So that's amazing um i absolutely love their gear and i can't wait to get some more um so yeah they're, they're my biggest uh, supporters that i want to shout out to at the moment um, they're based here right? the other guys they know who they are yeah, yeah they're, they're based in australia and i actually got to go to their headquarters and meet the whole crew um they're an amazing team and i love what they're doing for um the combat sports in australia and new zealand they're really supportive of all the fight events um and their gear is awesome so yeah i'm really looking forward to um working with them they're a big distributor on there i'm pretty sure my boon gloves came from fight hq I think yeah i buy some... a lot of stuff for the gym yeah from yeah. yeah 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 they have a huge range like they um, do have a lot of stuff basically yeah. anything you could want fight related or martial arts related they've got it so mm. yeah. yeah make sure you go check out their website very good <laughs> good play Caitlin. earn your stripes earn your keeps thank eh? you <laughs> Awesome. Hey, well, make sure you tag us in the fights when you can announce them uh, for later this year. So it sounds like you're going to have a busy end of 2023. Thanks so much for coming on. on. And, uh, yeah, let's hope we can see you back on our shores fighting again soon. I'll definitely be back. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the Female Fight Experience. If you like what you heard and want more, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you could rate and review us while you're there as well, we'd really appreciate that. It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.